Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and do my best to break it down to its most important points. I talk about my experiences, both my successes and my failures, and hope that you can learn something from my experience and make your life just a little bit better, all within the space of a coffee break. This week's episode is called Finding Balance, The Paradox of Pain and Pleasure. Do you think that life should be all pleasure and no pain? This week, I want to talk about the balance between pleasure and pain and why, if you want more pleasure, you may have to add some more pain to your life. If one oversteps the bounds of moderation, the greatest pleasures cease to please. Epictetus A few weeks ago, I had an episode called Suffer Well. And in that episode, I talked about how we should be willing to put ourselves in pain deliberately because it teaches us how to deal with unexpected suffering. I also talked about how exposing ourselves to the right amount of pain can help us grow and become more confident in ourselves and find purpose in our lives. This week, I want to explore the link between pleasure and pain from a slightly different angle. So this last week, I was listening to a two-part episode on Hidden Brain Podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. And the episodes are called The Paradox of Pleasure and The Path to Enough. And I'll make sure that I link to them in the show notes. Now, these two episodes talked about research into the connection between pain and pleasure and how if we are only pursuing pleasure, we can actually end up causing ourselves a lot of pain. In the episodes on Hidden Brain, Dr. Anna Lemke, who is the chief of the Stanford Addiction Medicine Dual Diagnosis Clinic at Stanford University, talks about how because pain and pleasure are co-located in the brain, when we experience pleasure and get a dopamine hit, the brain automatically tries to balance it out. Think of it like a seesaw, that as soon as you push on one side, the brain starts pushing on the other side to try and achieve balance, or what is called homeostasis. This is why when you indulge in something pleasurable, such as taking drugs, drinking alcohol, eating sugar, or even checking social media, your brain is constantly trying to balance things out. This is why we get a hangover, come down effects from things like drugs and alcohol, and reduce pleasure from consuming even more social media. This balancing act in our brains is why so many people find pleasure when they do painful things as well. As I talked about in episode 260, Suffer Well, when I'm out cycling and stressing my legs, I notice that when I get home and I'm relaxing after my shower, I have this pleasurable buzzed feeling 
from the endorphins that my body produces after I exert myself. This is the same phenomenon as the runner's high, just on wheels. Almost any physical activity can generate similar effects. I know that I feel better after a walk, or lifting weights, or even just 20 minutes of yoga. Another example where pain can cause pleasure is for people who like to eat really spicy food. They talk about the pleasurable high that kicks in after eating something really spicy. It's because the body kicks in pleasure to help balance out the pain that you feel. I like to think of this as something like Newton's third law of motion, which states, for each action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And it appears that for pain and pleasure in our brains, this is also the case. The more we pursue pleasurable things, the more we create a dopamine deficit. And the more that we do things that are challenging and at times painful, the more we are rewarded with a natural dopamine increase. A person who has built his life around pleasure is bound to be disillusioned. Hedonism is not sustainable, and it leaves a person empty. We are not meant to experience sustained pleasure. Therefore, to cope with the drab routine of daily existence, one must find meaning somewhere. The Ancient Sage While most people apply temperance to alcohol, we need to consider that almost anything can become an addiction. In fact, the researcher Anna Lemke talks about her own addiction that disrupted her life in a fairly dramatic way. And you might be surprised at what it was. Romance novels. She became enthralled with the erotic portions of romance novels to the point where she would read until 3 or 4 in the morning, even though she had to be at work early the next morning. She found herself reducing her time spent with family and with friends. And to keep others from knowing what she was reading, she bought a Kindle. She found that she had been starting to lose connection with the real world and escaping into the fantasy of the pages of erotica. Other addictions that are mentioned in the episode include things like drugs, online gambling, pornography, shopping, food, video games, and even social media. We have so much instant pleasure at our fingertips, we can easily find ourselves addicted without even really being conscious of what is happening to us. Because our brains are always trying to keep homeostasis, after a certain point, those pleasurable things can actually start to cause us harm. Where we really start to run into issues with pleasure is that when you keep doing something on the pleasure side and you get a dopamine hit, then your brain tries to balance it out by reducing the pleasure you get from it. That means in order to get the same amount of pleasure you had from the previous hit, you have to have more. You can build up a tolerance to almost anything pleasurable to the point where it starts to make you irritable, anxious, and in some cases, even sick. One of the most interesting things that I learned from this podcast is that often the thing that someone is addicted to is used not to treat the original issue, but to treat the come-down effect from the last use of it. Meaning that if you use something that is pleasurable, that gives you that dopamine hit, your brain counteracts it, and then you have to use it again to try and block the negative effects from the last time you used it. This was illustrated in the second episode of the podcast where they talk about a patient named Delilah who suffered from anxiety and depression and would smoke cannabis to help relieve those symptoms. But as Lemke worked with Delilah, she realized that the anxiety and the depression that she was treating was actually being caused by the cannabis. She convinced Delilah to give up cannabis for four weeks and to try and reset her dopamine levels. After four weeks, Delilah returned and talked about her experience. She said that in the first week, she had been vomiting violently because of the withdrawal from cannabis. She recognized that she had actually been addicted to it and that her body had been changed by such chronic heavy use. After the four weeks of not using cannabis, she said that she felt less anxious and depressed than she had felt in years. 
And Lemke herself talks about how when she gave up reading erotica, that the first two weeks she had terrible insomnia and even headaches as if she were going through withdrawal symptoms from the lack of dopamine that she was used to. She had to detox from the erotica in order to reset her own dopamine levels. So why does our brain work this way? Why does it try to limit pleasure and reward us for pain? Because it's trying to keep us safe and to help us grow. So how does it keep us safe by doing this? Because often the things that offer instant pleasure are things that are not good for us in the long run. A good example of this is hard drugs like meth or heroin. While in the moment they feel incredibly pleasurable, they take their toll on those that use them habitually. Our brain is doing its best to keep us alive by putting the brakes on pleasure. On the flip side, our brains reward us for seeking out the right kind of pain. For example, when we exercise, it's uncomfortable and at times very painful, but we can grow stronger, we can run faster, and our bodies generally work better overall when we subject ourselves to certain levels of pain and stress. By pushing on the pain side, we get our brains to reward us by releasing pleasurable chemicals. Why do I keep repeating harmful behaviors and habits when I know that they are bad for me? Because they give you pleasure or help you avoid discomfort, and you are too weak to let go of a little pleasure or to bear a little discomfort. The Ancient Sage So now that we know how the brain handles pain and pleasure, what can we do to take advantage of this knowledge? One of the best and worst things about modern life is how much access we have to comfort and pleasure. In fact, it's been shown in studies that as our societies have more access to easy pleasure and comforts, we have higher levels of unhappiness. And it seems that the easier that our lives become, the worse off we are. People in developed countries as a whole report far higher levels of stress and anxiety than those in less developed countries. When we learn to embrace discomfort, we are not only strengthening ourselves, but we are actually able to find more pleasure. When we learn how to handle things that are challenging, we actually get a natural hit of dopamine when we overcome a problem. Taking on the right amount of physical pain and stress, we are also rewarded as our brain tips the seesaw over towards the pleasure side. Our brains reward us for doing hard things. Another reason why we often seek out too much pleasure is to cover up our own pain or unhappiness. Oftentimes, the addictive behavior comes from trying to escape difficult feelings. While these feelings are uncomfortable and at times painful, when we try to numb them out with pleasure, then we are creating another problem on top of the one that we are already trying to avoid. When we are willing to step up and face the difficult feelings, then our brains actually reward us. I know that in my own experience, that when I step up and try to work through difficult things, even though it's hard, I usually feel better about myself. When I make a breakthrough and handle a challenging situation better, while it may not be the pleasure hit that I get from, say, a good whiskey, there's an underlying good feeling of accomplishment that lasts far longer because I've made some progress. Now, while listening to these two episodes, it made me think about how the Stoics teach us about the importance of moderation, which is also referred to as temperance. And it is so important to the Stoics that it is one of the four virtues along with wisdom, justice, and courage. The Stoics understood what neuroscience is discovering, that the pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of pain can actually cause us harm. When we think about temperance or moderation, there's often this idea that in practicing moderation, we're spoiling our fun. But the Stoics knew from watching human behavior that the pursuit of nothing but pleasure and avoiding pain led to a life of excess and very little growth. In fact, in writing about the pleasure-seeking of the Epicureans, 
Seneca clearly states that when you seek out virtue first, then happiness will follow. And this is a bit of a long segment, but I really like this one. And he says, Let virtue lead the way, then every step will be safe. Too much pleasure is hurtful, but with virtue we need fear no excess of any kind, because moderation is contained in virtue herself. That which is injured by its own extent cannot be a good thing. Besides, what better guide can there be than reason, as opposed to pleasure, for beings endowed with reasoning nature? So if this combination pleases you, if you are willing to proceed to a happy life thus accompanied, let virtue lead the way, let pleasure follow, and hang about the body like a shadow. It is the part of a mind incapable of great things to hand over virtue, the highest of all qualities, as a handmaid to pleasure. Here Seneca is pointing out that when we seek pleasure for its own sake, then too much can cause us harm. Seneca even says, that which is injured by its own extent cannot be a good thing. And he's pointing out that sometimes pleasurable things can cause injury by using them to excess. And for anyone who has had one drink too many, I think you can agree that there is too much of a good thing. When we act with virtue, then pleasure and happiness follow as a natural consequence. When we act with virtue, it is also self-regulating. You can't harm yourself practicing moderation. As the world moves faster and pleasure is easier to access, we find that people are lonelier and more unhappy than ever before because they are working against their own biology. The next drink, the next pill, the next bet, the next post gives us that little hit of pleasure, but our own brain knows that easy pleasure always comes with a price. We can instead learn to govern ourselves, to choose the harder path of growth and moderation. We can work with our own biology and find the pleasure in the pain. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and thanks for listening.